y'all. I am so freaking pumped to share this guest with you today. She is literally just an Instagram fiend. I don't even know, like, do people use the word fiend? Whatever, I'm using it. I'm using it today. So, Kelsey, how are you doing today? Great. How are you? Uh, I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for asking. So, let's go ahead and start off by having you shoot us a couple details about you and your business. Yeah. So, I run an Instagram management business, among other things. Um, I really get lit up helping entrepreneurs to build their business, grow their platform and steward their influence. So I've got a few things rolling, but what we're really focusing on today is that, you know, expanding your reach, growing your platform component. And it really lights me up to help entrepreneurs expand their reach online. It's not that I'm obsessed with numbers or like to be on my phone all the time because I've actually implemented systems that keep me off my phone even when managing, you know, 50 accounts a month, I have really put some systems in place to make it a healthy chunk of my day, but still allowing me to grow my clients' Instagram accounts to the moon and back because, you know, I got into this when I started a blog like three years ago and I learned Instagram, learned all there was to know about it. And I realized, wow, this is, I can replicate this process for other people. And it's not about numbers, but you could have the best product, service, et cetera, that ever graced God's green earth. But if it never gets in front of people, it will never convert. It will never do what you want it to do. And that will fizzle out because you can't make a profit off of it. And yeah. so for me, I love helping people expand their reach online so that they can carry their dream with longevity. Totally. I love it. And you guys, Kelsey has been helping me out like full disclosure and she straight up like doubled my Instagram and like... I think eight days, like it's <laughs> literally actually absurd. So she knows what she's talking about. I trust her with this stuff. So get your notebooks out. You all know you cannot be listening to my podcast in the car, in the shower. You need pen and paper or your iPad. So let's get into the juicy stuff. So we're going to be talking really about how to turn your Instagram into a profit machine, which sounds freaking fantastic. <laughs> Ask me or a lot of my other friends and biz besties. So let's go ahead and describe like your business or your potentially your clients businesses before they implement this uh, system around Instagram. Yeah. So for me, you know, or my clients, it's that we're not getting visible or people don't know about us. We might have an amazing product service, et cetera, but you know, in a day and age, it's kind of, we're kind of past the point of, you know, build it and they'll come. Like we have to market ourselves. The reality is, is there are competitors out there. There are people who are also doing what we're doing. So really getting visible, getting in people's peripherals through Instagram, which is my drug of choice, but really through any social media platform, you have to get out there. You have to put yourself out there and you have to kind of stay in someone's peripherals time and time again before they decide to go with you. So they say it's something like, someone has to see you 11 times before they actually convert or they have to see an advertisement or whatever it is, yeah. you know, multiple times before they actually pull the trigger and work with you. So you've got to be constantly popping up and saying, Hey, I'm Kelsey. Nice to meet you. This is what I do yeah. in various different ways. And so before I was actually putting myself out there and getting visible and building connectedness with my audience or same for my clients. I just wasn't seeing conversions mm -hmm. and you know, we need to have a 
reader follower potential client convert in order for us to continue doing what we do because we got to pay our bills. Yep. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> uh, but it's what it is. Uh, so then what kind of finally drove you to put the process in place? Did you have some, like a moment happen that you're like, all right, like I can't handle this anymore. I need to start converting these people. Or was it just a common, uh, kind of a culmination of just a long time of not seeing the results? So, you know, there's, there's kind of a twofold story here. The first round when I put, you know, system one in place of just getting visible and growing my audience, um, I didn't have an audience. I was just starting a side hobby and I wanted to make it a business. You know, I hated my day job. I was working 70 hours a week for 35 hours of pay as is pretty common in the nonprofit sector. Um, and obviously once again, in the nonprofit sector was making pennies. And so I had this, you know, uh, blog baby that I wanted to make profitable. So I knew I needed to get visible online and then kind of round two, which this is where I really come into play with clients because a lot of my clients actually already have the business. They already have, you know, right. customers or, you know, they have to be able to be at a place in their business where they're investing in marketing at that point. Um, for them, it's that connectedness piece. They need to learn how to connect with their follower on Instagram. And so right. that is a system I really help them put in place because, you know, the key to turning Instagram into a profit machine is actually connectedness with your audience. Again, we do not live in a time where we have no competitors. Like that yep. might've been a privilege when you were first hopping online a few years ago or 10 years ago, building your business. But now like there is someone doing what you're doing. And so what sets you apart from your competitor is your essence. And so yep. the beautiful thing in believing that there is enough room for all of us is that, Hey, one girl is going to connect with your competitor and that's okay. And one girl or guy is going to connect with you. And so yep. by building your connectedness and establishing authority in your industry and just communicating your why and who you are on Instagram, that's going to set you apart for someone who may choose to work with you instead of the next person down the line. And so yeah. building that connectedness, I know that we all want to just learn, but what's going to grow my audience. <laughs> and I even ran into that, you know, in a, in a business, like with a client recently in a business capacity where they're like, I just want the golden nugget that'll help me blow up overnight. And it's like, look, Right. If you don't have your messaging right, if you don't understand your why behind what you do, if you don't know what you actually want to talk about on Instagram, what's the point of building an audience? They have nothing to convert to. And yeah. so really it's, we've got to put this obsession with numbers aside because mm -hmm. that's the easy part. I can grow a client to the moon and back, but we have to build this connectedness piece that captures your essence that sets you apart before we do anything. Yep. 110%. All right time to walk through the steps of how we can actually do this for ourselves. So yeah. go ahead and just kind of one, two, three, four, however many steps to help us really turn Instagram into a profit center. So for me, I tell my clients, you know, when they're like introducing themselves to a new follower online, whether they came to their profile through one of many growth strategies, we've got a few growth methods, but when, when a new follower gets to your profile, they need to understand who you are and what you do quickly, like in 30 seconds quickly, because they're deciding with a glance, like we live in an instant gratification society. Is this person for me? Do I like what Jordan is releasing into the world? Is she going to be helpful for me? And so your bio needs to quickly tell what you do. I like to say, you know, put your name in your title and that name slot. 
then have a tagline. So my tagline is helping entrepreneurs to build their business, grow their platform and steward their influence. So they quickly know kind of what I'm about, what they're going to get from me. Um, they see my podcasts right there linked up. And then I like to give a freebie in that bio because we all know that a subscriber is a much warmer lead than a follower. So you're kind of taking, you're using your Instagram as a funnel and that freebie will get them down to your list where then you can talk about your offers um, and actually convert them to a paying customer at that point. Um, and I also like to say like your feed is not the place to sell, sell, sell all the time. It's a place to build connectedness and trust because once they trust you enough to get on your list, then they might be ready to start hearing from you about your sales. So I rarely actually talk about my offers to my Instagram. I just talk about like how I can help them and what I do. And I help them by giving away free nuggets of wisdom and you know, encouraging tidbits. And then, you know, hopefully they get over to my list and that's where they really are saying, I trust you enough to sell to me at this point. So mm -hmm. I like for the bio to do the heavy lifting. And then after beyond that, when they get to your Instagram feed in, you know, those first nine, but especially those first six photos, they should be able to understand what you do visually. So mm -hmm. maybe it's not every single photo, but if you're planning your feed out, in advance, batching your content saying, Hey, um, I'm going to make sure in this month, like every five days I'm covering at least these four topics. Mm -hmm. And so I like to say your practicality, what do you practically offer your, um, your follower, um, who will let, hopefully later be a client, your personality. We, um, really live in a personality driven culture right now. And so again, this is a place to capture your essence. This is a place where people under realize that I chicken wings are my favorite food or that I, you know, go get two iced coffees a day, at least, you know, just fun tidbits about you. If you are the front facing component of your brand, then it's about you. If it's, if it's, if your brand is not about you, then it's really your brand's personality. Um, so maybe these are like client testimonials, you know, just fun features that really capture the why behind your brand. Um, your expertise. So I like to use blogilates as an example, Cassie Ho or Casey oh, yeah. Ho. She does quick, you know, sped up tutorials of workouts. Now you better believe she sells you workouts over on her website, but she's not scared to give you little nuggets that you can start at home that are free over on her Instagram feed because that's building trust with her expertise. Like, Ooh, I love that ab workout. I could knock out in three minutes. Never. I've never seen that move, but in, I watched a quick video now I know how to do this exercise at home and it might really build trust with the consumer, me with her brand and say, Oh, I really like these workouts. Like I'm seeing a difference. I might now upgrade to buying one of her paid workout classes or whatever. You know what I mean? Yep. And yep. then lastly, your unique value proposition. So what you need to be able to answer what your brand offers the reader without them asking or the follower. Um, so for me, for instance, I have a lot of Instagram experts that are bigger than me. They have a way bigger Instagram following and have sold more courses and that's fine. And I can get intimidated by that sometimes, but mm -hmm. I had a mentor in the business space say, Kelsey, but they don't have their hands on other people's accounts. What sets you apart, what your unique value proposition is that you have street cred. You haven't just been a one hit wonder who's grown your audience to 50,000 followers. You've had your hand personally on over 200 accounts. You have your hands on 50 accounts a month. 
And so you don't just yeah. make this work for yourself. You make it work for other people. So that's my unique value proposition. Mm. So if you need to rewind this, write it down, your four key yes. factors, practicality, personality, expertise, and your unique value proposition, that needs to be covered in your feed. Because again, between your bio and your Instagram feed, and then of course your stories, that's a great that's a great place to be less polished, to really showcase your why, to get in the behind the scenes. Um, all of these spaces are areas that a new follower could make a snap judgment yep. um, about your content and whether what you're releasing into the world is for them or not. Yes, totally. And so a few questions I know my audience would have, and I'm going to then be the vessel, would be, I know that I'm the face of my brand, but do I have to take a bunch of pictures of myself? <laughs> um, so yes and no. If you're the face of your brand, yeah. um, yes. Um, if you're not, yeah. that's fine. You know, I work with a lot of peer bar studios and the owner is not all over their feet. Right. That right. makes sense. Their clients are. So that's a great way to totally. feature their clients and build that personality and that connectedness because it creates a camaraderie and a community. So if you are not a personal brand, then that's okay. If you are, yeah, yeah you got to be in there. And here's what yeah. I do. I actually, again, I'm the Instagram girl. I teach courses. I manage clients, but I actually am not at an event taking photos all the time. I had a retreat this weekend and I had to remind myself to get out my phone and take photos or else I'd forget. Mm. Um, I, I actually batch that portion of my content as well and just, you know, have a photo shoot once a month, once a quarter, change in five outfits and then use the different shots from that one photo shoot. You're in different outfits and weave it through your feed. Does that, and you'll see people do that all the time. You don't have to be in a different outfit in every photo. And so right. I'll, I'll whip out five outfits in an hour. I'm at a coffee shop. I'm at my house. I'm in a field, you know, whatever, whatever makes sense for you and that's a way that you're like oh thank god I do not I, the reality is that I don't get ready most days so we need to capture that blown out hair that once a month that I actually do it and so yeah. you can batch that but yeah you do need to be visible because people need to connect with you yeah I so so have agreed and as much as I definitely am in that realm of like good gracious I am not putting on makeup like more than two days a month um, <laughs> so <laughs> It's like, oh dear goodness, but it's so, so crucial to have people see you, to get to know you. And I think that if you start to notice like a lot of the, at least I've found anyway, that a lot of the, the accounts that used to be just a bunch of like styled, what are they called? Flat lay stuff. Like I've seen them switch more to more photos of themselves as a personal brand. And I've, and not that I'm like, watching everybody's feeds but the ones that I'm following specifically have switched over to having their face be more of the front facing stuff versus just like computer pictures and pretty and girl I love a good flat lay but I think that there is something to be said about just like showing up because then it gives also permission for other people to show up too in their feeds and so it's, it's, it's a work in progress over here, but yeah, seriously. And A, people are tired of pink peonies on a white desk right. and um, B, because everyone did it. And it's like, yeah. that's, that's natural. Like we, we catch right. onto a trend and we, we all do it. do it. We do it in fashion. We do it in music. Like it makes sense. Yeah. But you know, we're even starting to see bloggers like take pictures in the target dressing room and they have like 
you know, hundreds of thousands of followers and their followers are just like, I'm craving connectedness and something that's real in a time where every single thing is polished. I think stories was our saving grace for Instagram because it's a place where you do get to riff. People get to see your humor. They get to make, um, you know, that personal, what feels like a personal connection with you. And it's great because you can plan out your Instagram feed in advance plan it out once a quarter, plan out your whole year, who cares? And put it on autopilot. There are schedulers and then be on your stories in the day to day with no makeup. It's refreshing to your followers. Yep. Totally, totally agree. And then another thing with Instagram is I'm seeing a lot more videos as posts. So I obviously Instagram stories have a lot of video, but also in the actual feed, so the posts have been more video. Do you have like any comments around that or like Yes, no, maybe so. I think they're, I mean, I think video's great. Every, everything online is saying video, video, video. So we're seeing our Instagram stories have like double, triple the engagement that our phone, that our feed actually has our feed. It's to the point where like only 10% of our followers see a post. So you better believe it's time to start optimizing those stories. Um, And then if I do put a video in my feed, I just have, I do work with a videographer. If you don't do this, like I don't know how to tell you how to figure this out, but just figure out how to do it. For those of you who are creating your own videos, I like to just put almost a cover photo on my video. So it looks like a photo in my feed. So it's pretty versus, you know, sometimes you'll see it like has a black or white solid cover photo color, uh, photo cover. And it's just like a black square in your feed. And you're like, man. So I like to find a great still from that video and then put a big play button on it because after it's live, you know, in live time, people realize it's a video, but when people are scrolling through your feed later, they might not realize what that is. And so I just put a big square play button on it with Mm -hmm. a little clip and like a still. So they know it is a video. Yeah. I love that. That's super, super perfect. All right. So final few questions. What was your best financial investment in business? Oh gosh. Okay. So my best, so my my old boss, my first, well, not my first boss, but one of my first bosses that were really business minded. Cause I, I hopped around a few times after college. Um, he would always say, Kelsey, take the first 5,000 you make and invest it back in yourself. And that's really true. Like I, you know, my first six figure year, it's not like I lived off of that. It's not like I actually like paid myself that. And I think it's tempting to do so when you, when you're able to run your business lean and you know that most of that could go into your pocket. Um, it's tempting to like pay yourself a lot of that, but Um, what is actually smart is to continue investing in your business and your education. And so you better believe I'm always learning from someone because part of investing, say in a coach, say your coach is $5,000, $8,000. They're they're investing in themselves with a coach that's $21,000. And so, you know, it's a circle of life of like, man, this all does trickle down and it is worth it. And every financial investment I've made in my business has always paid off, especially with coaching. Um, even the things that were really simple, like, Oh, I, you know, did a program that like, Oh, most of the people in it actually weren't as far along as in their business as I was still moved the needle, still got enough clients that it made back my business, my investment. And I learned some along the way. So I've never seen it. I've gone to retreats where I, was like, oh, the content was okay, but I actually met someone who became a client there. So like, it really does all pay off. 
So, so, so agree. So then what was your worst financial investment in business? You know, so worst financial investment, I would say, here's the deal. I actually don't think it was bad. It was a good big girl lesson for me. Um, <laughs> I um, ran $10,000 worth of Facebook ads during my launch last November, and oh I would do it all over again. I made my money back in two months, but my mistakes there were not knowing Facebook ads super well. So I delegated it to an ads manager who was 2,500 of that $10,000, but I didn't know what she was doing. It was the first time I've delegated something without understanding it. And I just regret not knowing the ins and outs as well, because I was not able to give input. I felt totally out of control and I'm not even a controlling person. Like I'm like fluid, abstract, free spirit. I'm a seven on the Enneagram for those of you who know that. So I am not controlling, but it felt very out of control. Um, and then I think a mistake there too was buying into all the ads that are perfectly targeted towards us on Facebook that say, implement this formula and you'll make a million dollars in a week. And that is not true. Like anytime you're promised overnight success in business, don't believe it. And so I think my expectations were actually the worst part of it not the results because I did make that back. It just took two months to make back that investment. And that was scary. It was so oh, scary. Gosh. I was, I literally cried for a week and was like, I'm a fool. <laughs> I put my family at risk. What was I thinking? And you know, it all worked out. It was, it was a $10,000 lesson that was worth every penny. And it was great. Again, I made it back. It just took time. And you've got to learn that running a business, you're playing the long game. Anything that promises you results overnight is not true. Yeah, I so so agree. Yeah, I've had I've had some hurtful Facebook ad situations as well. <laughs> <laughs> I have so been there. So where can people find you online? Website, obviously Instagram, but maybe yeah. you hang out as well. So um I have Instagram, Kels Chapman. I have my Radiant podcast, which we will be having Jordan on. And um, so stay tuned. And I have my Facebook group, the Radiant Tribe, and then of course my website, the um just kelseychapman.com. There's no the, I was just still talking. So <laughs> I'm sure they'll be linked up here. Yes. Yes. They'll all be in the show notes. Definitely check her out. You guys, her stuff is so amazing and helpful and she's lovely, obviously if I'm having her on the podcast. So thank you so much, Kelsey. I know people will totally walk away with more than one nugget to, to help them in their Instagram feeds. Well, thank you for having me. It was a joy.